0: Good evening, my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans, my fellow citizens. My dear friends, my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. I want to speak to you about Get her done, boys. Get her,
1: yeah. It's coming down.
0: Yeah, and then like like a
1: like, a, like missile sounding
2: flying <laughs> <and you laughs> like All right. Kelsey's going to be like, "What happens What's happened?" What <laughs> happened?
1: Welcome to Watch Out with Helen Hall Library, a deep dive into classics, hidden gems, and new favorites all found in your library stacks. Hi, I'm
2: Emery. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Meredith. And in this episode, we are tackling the military-industrial complex with Full Metal Jacket from 1987 and A Few Good Men from 1992. Both films about the Marines.
2: Different sides, like basic training, in combat, and then like a uh, courtroom drama. Courtroom drama.
1: Yeah. JAG Corps. Yeah. Yes.
2: A Few Good Men, 1992, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Pollock, and Kiefer Sutherland. After two Marines are court martialed for murdering another Marine in their platoon, they're assigned a lawyer, Danielle Daniel? Daniel Daniel. Daniel, I wrote Danielle. <laughs> Daniel Caffey, who often chases plea bargains rather than giving justice. a Yeah, rather than justice, rather than giving a really good argument plays a lot of baseball mm, softball softball the l- lawyers soon realize that the marines were ordered to commit a code red by their commanding officer and they just have fun courtroom aaron sorkin courtroom drama mm. Mm. me and emily were talking this is like the yeah like the only demi moore movie we've like ever seen that really whole scene. Yeah. yeah because i think she, i feel like she's one
1: of those people where i'm like
2: why are you famous
1: like i don't watch I literally anything
2: asked that question, yeah, yeah like
1: why who what she was in GI Jane mm. which was a big deal at the time mm. because there was a lot of conversation about women in the military she was in what else has she been in she was in disclosure with Michael Douglas which is like a erotic thriller mm. around the time that erotic thrillers were dying okay. out
2: i'm not i did not enjoy her in this movie
1: no Me i would have preferred
2: if they didn't have the woman lawyer. Really? Currently. And I didn't like the big hair. The weird the hair. hair. It was the hair. And then like her raspy voice. Thing. Mm, I mean, oh, she does have a raspy did voice. Did not care for her. And then like um. the you know like the you should go grab a coffee. No I'm good. Get you out should of leave so we can <laughs> talk about you behind your back.
3: Okay like. That wasn't I don't know. No I took was like the misogyny in this mm-hmm. movie. And I've heard this quote before that it's people say like I like to hire women because they work twice as hard for half the pay Mm. and that's literally her in this movie. Yeah. 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 But they
1: make a point of saying that she doesn't have the instinct. Whatever that I means. What mean. Well, no, what you need to be a good maybe, yeah. but what you need to be a good um right performative in a in a trial court. In a trial mm. court.
2: Yeah. I love courtroom dramas Me like too. this. I like them, but I also love how it's like they're always going to end with the, like, marginalized person getting justice, or like, they're always going to end with a mm. big twist where the either the bad corporation or the corrupt, like, commanding
1: officer. There are a few that don't. Yeah. A civil action doesn't. Mm. The big corporation wins, mm. and everyone goes bankrupt.
2: Mm. Who
1: was involved in the original, and then the guy is like, somebody else needs to take this on because I don't have the money to continue doing this.
2: Mm. Oh, wow. I think the ones I always see are the ones where, like, the yeah. corporation fight the take, power yeah and then, like the little people win and then i'm always like oh my god And am like it was real life yeah and like or like even the ones that are like real life cases i'm like can you believe they were just they were poisoning those people like they got, and, god. and then i'm like and now they're just like a company
1: under a different name yeah and, like, <laughs> and we've legislated it so they don't have to pay nearly as
2: much mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is a very like aaron sorkin movie mm. it feels like it's a part of West Wing, like it feels like it's just oh, it's yes. like a it's like a military one-off episode of West Wing. Could be in the same world.
1: Do you feel maybe we will get there? Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but do you feel as though West Wing is as black and white as this narrative is? There do not seem to be a lot of grays in this narrative. Mm-hmm. You know who is good. Mm-hmm. You know who is bad. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of ambiguity into how the mm-hmm. movie is presenting the situation. Mm-hmm right Mm -hmm. or i didn't feel i mean i feel like my relationship with jack nicholson made me like feel more sympathy towards the character because i just like
3: jack nicholson
2: yeah like
1: i'm like he's just so good all
2: the time yeah every
1: line delivery
2: is amazing amazing.
3: he's the perfect person to have delivered you can't handle the truth
2: yeah or like also to be the person that it's like he could deliver a code
1: red and people would
2: probably do like people would do like you would also. kill another person because Jack Nagels had told you to. Like, and not even,
1: like, in a in a way that doesn't, like, in a way that seems so realistic for him to call someone in and be like, we're leaving Cuba now. Like, at the beginning where he's, like, yeah. being sarcastic yeah. but mm-hmm. it seems as serious and as, de- like, it's, oh, it's I so good. Did yeah.
3: did enjoy how far he takes a bit where he, like, brings in his assistant and he's that's like, call the president. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, just, yeah. yeah, the way, he, like, his voice. Yes. And I feel like he's, so Someone who, he like steals the scene when he's on screen. And then even when he's not on screen, you're kind of like, when's Jack coming back? Yes. When are we going to see him again? Yep. What crazy thing is he going to say next time? Yes. But so. like he, he's every single. Of hinge. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And every single thing he says is incredibly offensive. Yes. yes. And I still love Jack Nicholson. Yes,
3: And I'm still like, I don't know, man. Maybe we need Jack. Yeah. Maybe we need that question. I took mm. a quote from his like uh, deposition or when was on the stand. And he says, I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. And I was like, wow. Oh yeah like that's who's really running the country it <laughs> like, made me like yes. question my own critiques of the military because I was like I do sleep under the blanket of freedom they provide yes. while openly critiquing things I disagree with but like is this the type of person we need to keep us safe can I not handle against the truth against crazy people <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, what, that's what
1: James was like he was just like I don't know I feel like maybe this is gonna have some bad unintended consequences by getting rid of Jack Nicholson and I was like I don't know man like do we need a whole system? And he was like, you can't, we can't handle this truth. And see, That's what Aaron Sorkin
2: does. He makes you like, his move, I feel like his moves are always very neoliberal, but it also makes you like question Absolutely. while you're watching it. And you're like, ah, ah. and then, yeah, and it feels like, of course, Tom Cruise is playing like the hot shot. Like I play softball. I'm negotiating a plea deal in the middle uh, of a softball game. Like yeah. that feels very Tom Cruise. Absolutely. of him To do. And it's after Top Gun. 87. When was Top Gun? Oh, the really like hotshot Top Gun guy. He's a lawyer now. He's still a
1: maverick. Yeah.
2: 86. So Yeah. 86. This is okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like <sighs> probably the biggest he's ever
1: been. Yeah. When did The Firm come out? Ooh, is, is that 91? Firm? 93. 93? Oh my god, So gosh. they were probably like filming.
2: Oh. Wikipedia said that Tom Cruise modeled his performance after David Miscavige, his friend, the leader of
1: Scientology.
2: For this? Yeah. He modeled, he modeled Daniel Caffey after David Miscavige.
1: One thing that I will say, I made a note, Caffey is bossy and doesn't seem to actually be doing much work. Maybe that was inspired by <laughs> yeah. David yeah i'm too busy okay. swinging this bat around i'm gonna tell you who outranks me to bring pens and coffee oh, i wonder mm-hmm.
2: if he i wonder if david Miscavige is like in the scientology castle whatever and he just like walks around with like a bat and is like trying to like trying to oh, work maybe. things out in his mind yeah.
1: and he's like he's hmm. the big picture thing like i I do better when i, I think better when i have my bat. When my hands have something to, to do. do yeah
2: Also, this is a good person decides to do their
1: job really well
3: Mm -hmm. movie.
1: Yep. Love one of those.
2: Yeah.
1: Why did she have any faith in him? I don't understand that. What convinces Demi Moore to push so hard for him to stay? Because he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think. So. It's just the star power. She's just like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he went to Harvard? I like I don't like why? Because he doesn't care, man. And now he cares. But this is even Maybe before. She sold he the cared. Oh, the star power. Like, oh, he can convince them in a...
3: Yeah. But
1: should he have? I don't know. I'm very very I'm very very torn I'm very mm. torn about
3: this to bring a quote from full metal jacket into this mm. movie I do feel like it focuses on the duality of man mm. because they make a very distinct difference in, or like a like a distinct difference between a good man and a good marine like yeah. a good marine oh, follows orders mm-hmm. a good marine carries out missions a good man potentially questions what he's being mm-hmm. told and would act individualistically.
2: Yeah. Which is like
3: interesting thing. because the Marine
1: Corps doesn't want robots. They want killers. Killers. Mm. So that means that they would pay for themselves, no? Mm-hmm. As mm. long as it was geared towards killing.
0: Yeah. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes.
3: Make your own
2: killing decisions. Yeah.
3: And their, like, mantra of, like, unit core god country, I feel like that... Like, you come before god and the country. (laughs) Yeah. Like, those are your priorities. Like, if it benefits your unit, you do it because it's good, and that makes you a good Marine and a good person. I feel like mm. just the logic is, like, twisted a little bit. Yeah. And I do
2: feel, also, this is a good pairing with Full Metal Jacket. He's in Full Metal Jacket. Vincent D'Onofrio hits a breaking point. Yes. And he also gets, like, soap pillow. He gets RV. code red at yeah. soap party. Yeah, and then in this, like, the they code red the guy who he knows about the shooting over the fence. He's so he's like breaking and they, they
1: have to silence him and it's
2: so... like the marines breaking points
1: they were very and maybe this is just me or maybe it's because of the conversation that Emily and I had had about like the sexualization of military conquest oh, yes. because I was really like at the beginning they just talk about it in terms of assault and they're very vague on like what actually happens to William Santiago and so I immediately thought he had been raped from the mm-hmm. very beginning and I thought that he was coded as maybe a queer character mm-hmm. and then the relationship between the two guys who are on a like this weird power dynamic where there's one who's like, like a dom and a sub yes. yes there i mean like there's one who's like pretty and stupid yeah from twin peaks i
2: mean i every time i watch a war movie i'm just like you know when it's like Bros. he's crying over his best friend i'm like that's so gay of you I love it. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like, war
1: movies are so gay
2: <laughs> that's hilarious all loved war movies, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, like, it's probably pretty, it's probably, it's, well, yeah, very it's like historically a, specific of us to read it as gay, because before then it would just be tender, male, erotic mm-hmm. friendships. Well,
2: yeah, and it's like the time when Perhaps. you are able to like, have a, such a strong bond with another male, right. and then a lot of time you only see men crying or showing emotions as like when their best bud in war has died hide and them. so are I, they be spending time in those foxholes together, mm. you know. They need somebody to keep them
1: warm. Yeah.
2: I
3: see the sexual influence this could have. Yeah. I see that. I marked it up though as a trauma bond. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Sure.
1: We killed a man together.
2: Like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but he goes to he. But he believes him at the beginning. He
1: goes to him and he believes him before any of this happened. Are they just traumatized by the experience before this happened?
2: Also that too. I feel like even after you get out of the military, you're you're still bonded with your fellow veterans and soldiers because yeah. y'all are the only ones who know what happened. And yeah. so here's you're closer a- with them than you are with your wife.
1: So here's a question about just like the truth, justice... Are those the same thing? If this hadn't gone to trial, what happens to men in the military who are put away for murder?
2: Don't they go do like hard labor in like, I the don't know. military? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I
3: thought they went to that one that they had mentioned. So it's the L. 11 oh, word? Yeah, that's where oh, I think they go. So they go
1: to prison. Yeah, they go mm-hmm. to a regular prison. So even though there's a separate military justice. System. They are incarcerated with other inmates. Mm. So Leavenworth.
3: I was reading about it. It's a federal prison, and you can go there for military crimes. Mm. Okay. So and I always see stuff where crimes committed in the military, not mm. military military crimes. crimes. I always
2: see stuff where it's like someone gets court-martialed and they're sentenced to like thirty days hard labor. So I guess it's just like you get the worst. Like I don't know what hard labor means, but
1: I'm just wondering. Like, would these guys have actually because they fought and they sort of one it was sort of a victory but not really because these guys have nothing now yeah, yeah. because they're stripped of-
2: yeah
3: they still, just still got really- the same consequences without having to do time six months of time right and then so i don't you? understand like who are
1: you without and how your your military. Especially the, especially poor baby James. Yeah, because he's like, I don't understand! What just happened? Like, what is he gonna, like, the career in the military
3: would have been, like, one of the only places for him, right? Like, where else would he have gone? Which is sad and I think speaks to, like, who the military preys on as a whole Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, lower income, potentially lower intelligence people. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, because I was thinking about that with Full Metal Jacket, like, Vincent Nannara's character. I was like, I'm sure during Vietnam there were a lot more um leonard types than there were joker or cowboy types like well
1: it was pretty early on in the war though so there were probably more these are probably volunteers yeah more enlisted men you know for people who are not cut out for they're like not everybody is cut out whatever your economic situation or cultural capital there are people who are not cut out for higher education Mm. and so for some of those people the
3: military teaches traits mm-hmm. you know yeah. like it's not a bad option for people but i do feel like they target yeah a certain
2: population yeah, and they, yeah they like set up tables at like high school cafeterias yeah. yeah
1: for people who cannot for people especially for people who maybe have um aspirations for higher education but they don't see a way that they might be able to pay for it otherwise
2: mm-hmm. yeah so, you can't handle the truth is the, the world famous yeah. line. I
3: did not know this is the movie it came from.
2: Mm. But the line afterwards, like the, like, I'll gouge out your eyes and, like, yeah. kiss in your You're skull. So or, like, <laughs> yeah. I'd never heard that before. And I was like, <laughs> why is you can't handle the truth, the famous the line. line? Why <laughs> is it this one the line? So, <laughs> I think it's because
1: cause James was, because, uh, like, we kept talking about it. James was like, that is the thesis of this movie. No one in this movie can handle the truth. We all cannot handle the yeah, truth. Yeah, like, You know? he was like that might as well just be the point of this movie is none of us can handle
3: it yeah the truth is ugly
1: yeah. yeah i just think about like i could i'm not cut out to be that person this court case brought down high ranking people for mm-hmm. something that had been like culturally part of the Marines for mm-hmm. a long time. And I'm not saying that like that's like a good thing. That what they were doing was good or whatever. But it's hard to like these like, boys didn't end up in any better off situation really. And Right.
2: And all you did was like took some career military dude's like reputation down and yeah, put him in-
1: Because he was a career military person who was transitioning over to the bureaucratic and political side.
3: Yeah. Right. It is interesting how you can be such a, like, lawless, ruthless person, like, high-ranking in the military and win all of these accolades and things like mm-hmm. that. And at the same time, that same behavior is what will get you in trouble when people start asking questions or digging and being like... I mean, it's what they've always done
2: mm-hmm. and
3: been awarded for and promoted for. And now... It seems like any type of power almost. us. Like, yeah. It's the, like, yeah, they climb to the top and,
2: yeah, and they're efficient and they get the thing. And then yeah. if you start digging, it's like, oh, you but... Fight- should also, your own morality bullied. of like yeah. Yeah. should
3: this person be the one leading? They're effective. Are they good? Right. Or like like morally. <laughs> or like who else will do
2: it if yeah. not them? Yes. Or, or power corrupts. That's the whole so. movie, Ugh. I
3: think, is that Ugh. you don't want to know the truth about what's I feel going sick. on. I'm like too I feel like I'm too James is always
1: like James is always like, you just think the world is rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm just like, oh it's so nice I know, no, but, you know, like, I just always feel so crushed when I'm, like, I come to the realization that everything's corrupted or something and, like, ugly. Which is so funny that
2: you love, like, Nixon and JFK
1: conspiracy, like... yeah. (laughs)
3: those it's about things coming to light right so of course i appreciate this movie and like the questions it made me ask myself because i am openly critical of the military and like things they do and it has made me realize like i sleep under the blanket of freedom they provide Mm -hmm. which allows me to openly critique them so much yeah and do i have better ideas do i think it could be done in a better way no not really all i have are criticisms the best way i can sum it up of like truth and knowing and the critiquing and is this right or is it bad? All these things is the quote from the helicopter shooter in Full Metal Jacket when he says, Ain't war hell. Yeah. And that's the laugh. And way way yeah, another guy's just like oh, that's oh, it though. <laughs> it's war is hell and it makes you sick. Yeah. I feel like that was my yeah takeaway from the movie. We have never not been in the modern yeah. era
1: we have never not had standing, like a, a large scale military presence. Yeah. So even when there's not war
3: yes even when there's not
1: more. We still have this infrastructure,
3: but I do also feel like we're
1: always like, at our, you know, or since well, at least two thousand one, yeah,
2: we've just always been doing something, yeah. Or
1: yeah. even at times when we weren't actively at war, there was a um, there was military investment in supporting mm-hmm. the Middle East, arm, America, arm arm, arm 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 conflicts, conflicts elsewhere, yeah. yeah. Or just you know, nineteen ninety two having a military base on Guantanamo, on Guant- Guantanamo, Guantan- on Gitmo.
3: <laughs> yeah. and isn't this like Gulf War era too?
1: Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, obviously they've been stationed in Cuba for a long time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Gulf War lasted for like was a very, it felt like a very brief blip.
2: I also feel like this is very like prescient, like it's about, you know, the leaders at Gitmo, and then we still have things that keep coming out about how horrible Gitmo yeah, is, and yeah. like, because Jack Nicholson was there doing these things. Eating
3: <laughs> breakfast 400 yards away from the people that want to kill him. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm, yeah. Any last few good men thoughts
1: this movie has some really great lines Mm -hmm. i could watch jack nicholson monologue like all day i think movies have gotten worse since he stopped being in them (laughs) 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 but i don't actually feel like it's the best movie
2: yeah like i i think it's good i think it's very nine like when like the way rob reiner directs it it feels like a 90s Yes, like Mm -hmm. it feels. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I could see myself like YouTubing Jack Nicholson's parts and just listening to him like threaten people and be sarcastic. But I don't know. I don't know that I'd ever like make an effort to watch it again
3: I'd watch it again if there was like nothing else to do and it was just
2: Mm. on TV
1: sometimes I get into a mood where I just want to watch like courtroom dramas like Mm. I bought a whole bunch of (laughs) courtroom dramas so I was like all the things that we didn't have before so like 12 Angry Men (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Brockovich Mm. and all these different kind of legal contestations Mm. or whatever so So I would add this to my my I need a good courtroom drama and Mm. I don't want to pull out all 20 seasons of Law and Order Mm.
3: mm-mm Brings me to my recommendations, okay. if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. For courtroom dramas, this movie was fairly accurate in courtroom procedures, mm. Mm, except when they brought in the like airplane logs because yeah, that was like surprise evidence that you have mm. to admit in mm. discovery.
1: Anyway, but military courts run slightly differently. They though. do,
3: but I feel like this the procedure is still based on like the standard the procedure. Federal, yeah, okay. I think yep. so. Um, my cousin Vinny. Oh, great I love courtroom one. drama. Great with courtroom procedure. Mm. The courtroom.
1: Itself looks like a yes, lot like the courtroom in like my the set mm. itself looks a lot like that. Utes, yes, you Marissa Tomei went an Oscar. So
3: my biological
2: beautiful. Class. I know. <laughs> I have a, my friend Karina, her hair is very like big and curly and I always tell her like her and then my friend Chris, they're married, I'm like, y'all need to do my cousin Vinny for Halloween. Oh, that's like, great. The, yeah. the leather suit. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then you can just like go around yelling at people in like an Italian accent and she can like do her hair real big and oh, oh, be real gosh. hot.
1: <laughs> have big, Talk about cars. Have like hoop earrings and have bangles. Yeah. chew like, <laughs> sure like, the gum. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Do a little, yeah. little blonde. Yes. On the underneath. Yeah. She looks great in that movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other recommendations?
2: Yes.
3: I also did Top Gun. Obviously, Tom Mm. Cruise military movie. And then Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, Oh, yeah. Another Tom Cruise military movie. What's your rating? I give it a three point five. Okay, it is something I'd watch again. I liked it, but it's not one of my favorite movies mm. of all time. I didn't think it was especially groundbreaking.
2: But it's good. I give it four stars. I do think like Jack Nicholson of it all like brings it up a notch. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. him
1: being there. His if you were not there, yeah, I feel like it would. If it words. were, if it were, if, if the, if the top billed actors were just Tom Cruise, Demi, Kiefer, and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Less good. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Like
2: Tom Cruise would have to be like carrying that movie on his back. And yeah. Like, runaway Jury. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. 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 You got like John Cusack. Yeah. I love them. Gene, Gene Hackman you got New Oof. Orleans yep. like also by Aaron Sorkin the trial of the Chicago 7.
1: Mm. yes.
2: Um it's not great but I love it a lot. It's another courtroom drama. Mm. Um it has some really 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 good lines. Like there's this ama- and it's there's this amazing scene where it's like Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin and like the lawyer's like, "Oh god, like they love you out there." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. It's like we're Who's that drummer? The the greatest drummer of all time." And then like Jerry Rubin's like gene Krupa, and he's like yeah it's like we're G wait no the one we were partying with last night and he's like oh ginger baker and he's like yeah yes. it's like we're ginger baker and i was just like what is that like what like <laughs> and i was like okay like do we need a second movie where it's like jerry rubin and abby hoffman just doing like stand-up comedy or something? <laughs> but um so i don't know it's not great and at the end it literally ends with like a People standing up and like applauding in the courtroom, and I'm just like, oh, but like, That's i don't know.
3: schlocky, yeah, but like, it's I, don't like know, I really like airplane ride, <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, Sasha Baron Cohen does really good, Abby Hoffman, mm-hmm. Jeremy Strong does a good, Jerry Rubin, Mark Rylance plays William Kunstler, like, mm-hmm. so it's pretty good. Like, I really like it a lot, even though I like watch it, I'm like, I know this is not a good or I'm like, all these people look like they know what TikTok is, like, <laughs> they none of the it doesn't actually feel like it's the 60s or whatever, yeah. So, the verdict. Paul Newman finding out that like botched surgery, getting a settlement for like a woman oh. who died. He's like down on his luck lawyer, gets thrown this case. The family's like, yeah, we're gonna settle. Then in court he's like, we're not settling! And like, and it's like sad, older Paul Newman. Oh, um, I don't want to say sad older Paul Newman. Well, Newman though. But like still hot. Okay, like, okay. Um, Never Um, <laughs> And Justice for All, Al Pacino. Oh. This that's court a is choice. out of order. You're out of order. This whole court is out of order. <laughs> like not New Al York. Pacino. Um, I yeah. think um, not Sandy Meisner, but like the other famous act Strasbourg. He's like in it as like Al Pacino's dad mm. for a second, and I'm just like, who? the scene, things are happening. Wow. Ooh. So yeah, Al Pacino, hot and that, like sitting just on a bench,
1: sad, and, like
2: very sweaty in the courtroom. Mm. The
1: Rainmaker. Oh, I love that. Matt yeah, Damon. That's like one of the only Matt Damon movies I'm mm-hmm.
2: like. Huh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like. I love Danny these, DeVito. These John Grisham movies. Like, I know. Oh, wow. Maybe the maybe the people are on something. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Just Mercy about Bryan Stevenson. <gasps> yes, Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's really good in mm-hmm. it. Jamie Foxx is really good in it. That's a good choice. Yeah. It's still, can't, you know, Bryan Stevenson, he's still out there doing the things. like oh. crazy. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Love a good courtroom drama. Yeah, love it. I love it when the people win, the corporations lose, mm.
1: or the core. Yes, as yeah. the case may be.
2: Um, yeah, I love when a down on their luck lawyer gets in over their head and comes out on top.
1: I don't think any of them are really down on their luck. Hmm. And a few good men. Oh no, but like but your, other have, so oh, but shows, your other. Oh, but your other. Yeah, yeah. They have a theme of down on their <sighs> luck. I think I'd give it a three and a half. Mm. But I only give... I would probably just give it a three if it weren't for Jack Nicholson just monologuing. Absolutely. Mm. Because I feel like you could cut out a lot of this.
3: The base... The softball scenes. I don't
1: understand. I kind of like them. It made me feel like... He's whimsical. Just it's not even just that. Free, it's yeah, and deal. yeah. And then you like, what he, there's a moment where he talks about how um, we don't know this life. Like ours is all softball games and military mm. bands. There was a moment at the very beginning of this movie that I was just like, is that
3: still a thing, band, military bands?
1: I feel like that's the only thing that they have A friend
3: like, that's in the military. Oh really? Band okay. Baylor.
1: I feel like I would. That would be like the only place for me. or something. Is it like <laughs> a big, like a jazz, like an instrument like a, band or like, or like a, like a,
3: a, a he plays trumpets? Yeah, know. it's
1: like brass band, like marching band. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure it's all marching band. I think it's lots of brass. So. Mm. Yeah. So fun yeah okay for recommendations the firm Gene Hackman crazy. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise just because we were going to be watching and talking about Stanley Kubrick I put eyes wide shut on here the mm-hmm. only Tom Cruise movie that has also a bit like conspiracy and like what is power and what probably is probably
2: one of his most <laughs> out there movies he's been a part of yeah yeah you know I don't feel like he takes very many risks in his movies and I feel like that might be the, the craziest was that point. because
1: of her you, maybe Because she does crazy movies yeah Every she takes uh, no. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman.
2: Kidman when oh, they start. Start. And I feel like and the big thing of like, oh my god, they're married and they're gonna be in this movie together. Yeah. And I feel like still, though, I always see her with, like, Keith Urban. Mm-hmm. I like, he's too normie for you. And then she'll she'll do crazy movies still. And I'm like, how does Keith feel about this movie? You know, it's <laughs> the same vibe I
3: get from Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Like,
3: well, the heart mm- wants what it wants. Yeah.
1: yeah. They're both Australian.
3: Yeah. There are a That's
1: lot of people who Ooh. Musicians are weird yeah. people. Even normy seeming ones. Mm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. No?
2: She should make him do a movie with her pull him into the Keep weird yeah.
1: yeah maybe he wouldn't be very good at all mm. maybe they like having separate mm-hmm. not overlapping maybe that time away mm-hmm. yeah maybe so I don't know I think I mean like if you can just do any courtroom drama if you really want to mm-hmm. I think one thing I mean I guess I'm just gonna recommend like the early seasons of Law and Order because quite honestly like a lot of the courtroom narratives that like this one seems very like A Few Good Men feels very much like not liking the way things are turning out and wanting to, like, rewrite mm-hmm. the narrative for people. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a lot of early Law & Order is, like, you know, a court case and people are very uncomfortable with, kind of, socially people are uncomfortable with the decisions that were made and whatever. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. That's great. Nice.
0: America is a great and good land. The question is not whether we can afford to maintain the necessary strength of our defense, The question is whether we can afford not to maintain it. And the answer to that question is no. East and West do not mistrust each other because we're armed. We're armed because we mistrust each other. Our goal has been the same in Europe, in Asia, in our own hemisphere. It has been and it is now peace. And peace cannot be secured by wishes. Peace cannot be preserved by noble words and pure intentions. The true peacekeepers are those men who stand out there on the DMZ at this very hour. To all the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the peace of a troubled world and the hopes of an oppressed people now depend on you. That trust is well placed. My fellow citizens, we will pass through this time of peril and carry on the work of peace. Why are we still there? What are we trying to accomplish? How did a humanitarian mission turn violent? And when will our people come home? That they came home with their heads high on their feet and not on their knees. Open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
2: Full Metal Jacket, 1987, directed by the goat himself, Stanley Kubrick, uh, starring Matthew Modine and the only thing I've ever enjoyed him in. Yeah. yeah. I don't like him and stuff. Um, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio, Arlie Ermy, written by Michael Herr, the author of Dispatches. Mm. It's a good book. I highly recommend it. The film follows a platoon of U.S. Marines while they are in basic training boot camp. In South Carolina. In South Carolina, and they have to suffer through their sadistic sergeant. It was Cop- amazing. Yes. Yeah causing some of the marines to not make it through training. After graduating from boot camp, we follow Joker for the rest of the film as Which he's is Yes, as he's in Vietnam um, and they venture through like Da Nang and Hue during the Tet Offensive. Phubal yeah and he meets up with cowboy who he was in basic training with and they experience the horrors of war
1: he is probably good to mention that he is stationed with stars and stripes mm-hmm. as a journalist yes. he is not an infantryman
2: yeah yes. i think that's crazy how like mickey spilling yeah how like they're able to like yeah can we like go out and look the field and he finds cowboy and then he He's just, like, teamed up with Cowboy the rest mm. of the movie. And it's, like, does your, like, commanding officer you even know where you are? Like, you're just out and about, like, looking for these people. And you just join up. With, like, that's crazy to me. It's mm. just crazy how. Or, like, so the basic training in this movie is it's very intense and saying mm. you're molding them into Marines. Mm. But then they get over there and you're all just, like, at least in from the journalist side. But, like, you're just, like, sitting around. You're, maybe you're smoking pot. You're, like, listening to Hendrix. Shooting yeah. crap. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, like, Getting chilling. Heard. Yeah, and then, Getting like. B D. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, you go out and, like... It's nothing like basic training, yeah. just out there chilling, kind of, trying not to die. It's like
3: almost like they make them do all this, and for what? It did sound like it parallels real-life Marine experience from mm. what I've heard, is like basic training is grueling and mm. intense and not for the weak of heart. And then you go over and you just like sit in bars and drink all the time and cause <laughs> yeah. like rowdy disturbances
1: with other Marines. My friend John is a former Marine, and he was telling me that when he was stationed in Japan that they would do... what was called hash runs, which sounds like a pub crawl or like bar hopping with lots of running. Okay. So they would get like go from one bar to the next, Mm. like trying to drink each other under the table while also running multiple miles between those stops.
2: That sounds horrible.
1: So the way it's presented here too is like basic training is designed to create this situation where you guys are having to learn very clearly that when one of you fails, all of you can die. Mm-hmm. And so they're breaking you down to not even think about that. Mm-hmm. They're like reforming you as this core group mm-hmm. of people, right? Yep. Where you are like instinctually no longer having to think like, this is how I put my gun together. Mm-hmm. So that when you get over into situations where you, if you like cannot, like you're having to operate in a completely different way because you're like your brain cannot handle the trauma or process it. That mm-hmm. you're just relying on these instincts of like yeah. making sure that your other people are there, that your gun is not jammed that you, yeah. you, know, like, I don't And there's that.
2: all, like, people get barking orders, yes, gunfire, blah, yes. blah, blah, and you're still able to, like, do everything when getting so like, overloaded. It's yeah.
3: like, you have to hone your killer instinct, otherwise, yeah. in the moment yeah, you die, dead. you'll yeah. hesitate Yeah, and be a dead Marine. Yeah.
2: Arlie Ermy was actually a... a, like, just a, a, just a yeah, yeah, so the, I'm sure everything he's yelling is real things he's yelled at people before. So I was yeah. kind
3: of reading about it, and it was saying that the cast never got <clears> to meet him <clears> before he came in and started yelling at him. Fat body was not scripted. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that played oh. Leonard was like, or Lawrence oh, was like. What? <laughs> and then uh I also kept w- him separate from Cast so that they wouldn't like mingle and interact. He stayed mm. like this. Oh man.
2: I was watching him when, when it's that long take and he's like it's going in a circle yelling at him. Because I was like looking at the background actors, because I would be in the background, like, yeah. but like they're they're just like standing there, and I'm like, how are you doing that? I think you're so ugly you could be a modern, modern art masterpiece. masterpiece that
1: is so good
0: and
2: it's also like I know Arlie Ermy hates modern art like as he's yeah. saying it I'm yeah. like oh there's nothing that man hates more than modern art <laughs> <laughs> yep Yeah, like, I would not want to be on the receiving end of any of that, but I, like, military dialogue is always so fun to watch in movies. Like, it gets you riled up, and you're like, oh, or you're like, these are the craziest word Mm -hmm. combinations I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, no, I would never want anyone
1: to say half those things to me. Him with, like, the jelly donut, not that, like, my weakness is jelly donuts, but just being, like, just having him come and, like, scream at me, like, don't eat that! Like, disgusting fat body! I'm like, oh god, I love having to eat it, it all right. Like PT, yeah. Oh my gosh, and there's fat shaming,
3: shaming, the body shaming. I yeah. just be like, Vincent D'Onofrio is it's beautiful, just live my life. I know. And I was like, he's not even <laughs> fat. He's just a big guy. So he <laughs> had to gain seventy pounds for the role. Oh. Yeah, and he gained what... it in seven months, but it took him nine months to lose it. I don't know if that's relevant. Mm. I just oh thought it was yeah, mm. Vincent. D- but D- Vincent D'Onofrio is a
1: big yeah dude. Like even yeah. when he looks leaner, he's like a he's like mm, tall. Big he's like you've got a large frame and then like his
2: voice has gotten like really deep since he's gotten older so Uh, he's on um daredevil he played like the villain Mm. who's like a big like Mm. gangster dude and like it always just felt very imposing i love vincent minoff i do too yeah
1: he's great his physicality Mm -hmm. is amazing Mm -hmm. i feel
2: like he's like he's like Pretty handsome and like. Oh yeah, no, I think like, he's, yeah.
1: He played Abby Hoffman. Yes. I will never I need to not, see that It's one. not great, but I will never not be like, whew, Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> I also love the quote there is no racial bigotry here. And then immediately
2: yeah, really he just, just says, says all these Yeah. I did note that.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I guess it's like <laughs> I hate you all equally. equally. Yes because <laughs> <Yeah>. of
3: race. <laughs> you yeah. hate them all equally, I yeah. guess. Yes. And
2: he also says, I will gouge out your eyes and skull mm-hmm. F you. You, but um, that's similar to what Nicholson said. So that must yeah. be like a a military do you like thing. things to people's yeah. skulls.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Ooh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a favorite from the opening mm. <laughs> of the movie when they're saying like one two three four. I love the Marine Corps and mm. their march. Mm-hmm. And then he's just singing to him, and it feels very like improvised and just yeah. like whatever he's saying. Mm. And it's Ho Chi Minh is a son <laughs> of a Yeah. <laughs> I think like, that part cracks me up for whatever reason. <laughs> I love how long each shot
2: is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> not to be like mm, kids these days but like movies these days they're just like cut 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 over the shoulder over the shoulder cut cut and you're just like ha,
1: ha, ha. it totally changes the pacing it does yes and
2: like a long these longer shots mm. it like lets you sit with the shot yes. it feels more like it's like you're immersive. in the room yes it feels like it looks better it feels like a more like beautiful artistic film you're just like
1: following
2: yeah and then it cuts and you're with it for a while and i do cut, like that and it's not just constant cutting and then it literally feels like a
1: it actually the way you're describing the panning motion just feels like walking
3: yeah Yeah. but yeah but you're just like going from side to side i do like the long shot Mm -hmm. especially when they're like lined up in their bunks and stuff and like the drill sergeants walking around because it feels like you're just another person in there watching it happen been. Yeah. There are a lot of yes. point of view shots yes. in this movie, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The industrial... A lot more than
1: I remember seeing in some mm-hmm. of his others, quite honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I love that about Kubrick. Like, none of his movies are even the yeah. same. If you didn't know who Kubrick was, I don't think you would know that they were all done by the same person, mm-hmm. really. I love the soundtrack on yeah. it. Yes. Like, the mm-hmm. industrial mm-hmm. sounds like steel groaning. Mm-hmm. It sounds like an iron industrial factory but like, also banging things out. opens
3: with, like, the Vietnam song, yes. like yeah. the melody.
2: Yeah, and then has and like the, all bird, so the, bird, the birds, the birds, the I love that transition.
3: Yeah. yeah, they're so sad. Yeah, getting their haircut,
2: mm-hmm. all that yeah. hair on the floor. Well, do y'all prefer the first haircut. half or the second half?
3: so originally the first time i saw it i was a first half for mm. after seeing it a couple more times i feel like i can't differentiate i'm like you gotta see the movie as yeah. a whole man yeah.
2: i think i prefer the second half i've always Dude. been more of a fan of like when they're like in country like yeah. mm. i don't know i think when i watch a war movie i want you like in your fatigues they're torn up you're dirty yeah you're like crying, you're bonding, they're shooting, you can see the tracers, there's a lot of yelling. The action. Yes.
1: Like I think it like I that's so funny because I felt like the, I feel like the pacing in the last like mm. I feel like the beginning is like a ratcheting up. Mm. It's like a ratcheting up as Vincent D'Onofrio declines. Mm-hmm. And then in the last half
2: you're not going towards anything. Really? It, it
1: feels like the pacing is so slow. Really?
3: Despite mm. the
1: action the pacing is so
3: slow. I feel the exactly opposite I feel the they, are in, slow. they are in they
1: are in location they are in they are in specific locations for so Mm, long yeah and there's nothing he's getting every piece of this set utilized yes (laughs) they are and maybe that's maybe that is war it's like the i mean they are clearing a town and Mm. take and this movie
2: Three minutes under two hours.
1: Yes, perfect length. Yeah, That is the perfect one. James, it was so funny because James was like, "How long is this movie?" Because I put when I was putting it on last night, and I was like, "It's just under two hours." And he was like, "Oh man, I thought it was much
3: longer than that." He yeah, like, I remember it being much longer than that. Because so much story. Yeah, yeah, and
1: then Kubrick.
2: I think he always like Barry Lyndon's like three hours, three hours or something. Yeah. So and then two thousand and one Space Odyssey. <sighs> oh, I hate that. movie. I hate that movie so much. James loves it. It's his
3: favorite movie.
2: I think if I like it is met, so boring. Like I think if someone was really like oh i'd i be like you're like lying like you're just
1: james loves the music yeah Uh, eric like for him it's like it's a a dude i think it's a dude movie i do i think it is it's so boring
2: yeah also good use of voiceover yeah used very very sparingly yes it's not used to describe what you just saw or what is about to happen it's used as like a inner monologue yes thing and I, but it
1: so yeah. but it ratchets up in the second half of this movie right is it even really in the first half of the movie
2: doesn't it open
1: and he like says yeah. something
2: and then maybe when they get in, in country he says something and then I feel like at the very end, end when they're
1: M-I-C-K-E-Y-M there are a <laughs> few parts in the last few sequences because you as they're getting ready to enter the building to find her there's a there's a voiceover
3: when they see the bodies covered with lime. slime mm-hmm. yeah the voiceover. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it is better. so I feel God. like I feel yeah. like it's like him as like he's he's doing a alternate or he's like writing a journal I thought it was his journal perspective a, yeah, yeah it's like an alternate article that he's mm. not going to submit yeah for publication yeah the Stars yeah. and stripes yeah. I think so.
2: He's gonna write dispatches years after the war. Yeah. Basically. Um yeah, and I have never seen anything with Matthew Modine that I've liked except for this movie. movie. I don't like him. And I can only see I like I see him older. I'm just like, You were so good as Joker.
1: What happened? <laughs> like, what happened? I can't really remember anything else that he's in.
2: He's in he's like the bad doctor in like Stranger Things. So oh. he's like a villain. You
1: know right what? Now. He's in in that big production of and the band played on the hbo Mm, original movie based on the book and the book is really good i really like the book um and he plays one of the cdc doctors Mm. and he's pretty good in that from what i remember i
2: just
3: recommended it to isaac oh yeah
2: (laughs) yeah that's on my list it's good my one day list it's a longer book but it's Mm.
3: it feels like it reads
1: pretty fast though
3: um any other full metal jacket thoughts i have I took a lot of notes on this. Yes. Okay. When he, when they're all taking their picture, their little class photo, Mm -hmm. and he's like, who's Charles Whitman? And Cowboy is like, he's the the guy who like killed,
2: People and stuff. Yeah,
3: (laughs) and then Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. And I thought it was interesting that they see this as a like a source of pride for excellent shooting and marksmanship Mm. taught by the Marines, but also simultaneously fails to acknowledge the psychological damage of these people that have been inflicted on them.
1: Yeah, Mm. Uh, they turn them
3: into killers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Charles Whitman like seriously had like I think physical issues as well. Oh really? Mm. I think he had like a brain tumor as well. Mm. Oh interesting. I mean they yeah. did train him to be like a killer, but I think he had like some sort of like. I abnormal. need
2: to read about that more. Charles okay. Whitman. There's like an animated documentary. It's half
1: animated and then, the tower. Yeah, yeah. I need and to it's watch not that. Tough. It's not bad. It's pretty
3: good. I also I just have a few like parts of the movie I really like. So they sing Happy Birthday to Jesus yeah. on Christmas Eve. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> they don't. I don't. Does, I don't know that. He he ever says it's Christmas. This yeah, he does. Uh, there's a magic show. There's oh, a magic no. show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, and the, saying... the pastor is going to tell yes. you how great the military. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: how how the how uh, with the
3: Marines and God that we can. He said your Tackle communism can belong to Jesus, but you're belongs to the core. Yep. Another part I love is when he, the guy gets his camera stolen
2: mm-hmm. and then he does all this like karate. And then and
3: then while
2: the guy is sitting there doing the karate, you could run up to him and try and, <laughs> he just would like, you? And if it that guy was doing that,
1: would you run after to get your ass? marine. Yeah, I <laughs> would. Yeah, they are on the marines who work for Stars and Stripes.
2: But I was like, I, will, I, know, I felt like there was time to try and do something rather than just stand there and then do it back. so like, funny. Or I guess if it's a military paid for camera, you'll just go get another go get one. Another yeah, one it. yeah it's like yours.
3: I think that part's so funny. That's funny. Speaking of stars and stripes, changing the terms in the paper of oh, like, yeah. a I search that and actually,
1: destroy. Yeah, sweep and clear instead of search, search and destroy. And destroy
3: refugees, not evacuated. Yes, this, yes. like, sanitization of war mm-hmm. as yeah. we, like, present it to people. And he's like, you didn't see a body? What, what, well, what are they gonna think? Like, well, say it. well, say it was a
2: officer and he's like, well, how about a general? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he's, like, a smart ass. It's and... like the
3: simultaneous sanitization of war while, like, lying about
2: mm-hmm. certain things. Of it.
3: Yeah, because I also wrote down, like, the Marines, when they're, like, in their barracks, like, lying about service, like, you haven't been... I was know, in the... And the sh- then the- the- like, they're in the so then the helicopter shooter when he is how can you kill women and children you just don't lead them as much like horrible right but he gives his statistics and in it he says 50 water buffalo Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's truly how they saw it it was like game hunting Mm -hmm. essentially and then he says ant war hell which i feel like is a great Mm -hmm. quote for the movie And I like how Joker, how he asks questions, it gets
2: the guy to say more terrible things. More terrible things. And the hard. guy, like, doesn't even realize, like, he's just getting you to say stuff. Or, like, yeah. He, he doesn't realize he's being kind of just, like...
3: egging him on.
2: Yeah. Like, he's just getting him to say these horrible things.
3: When they find the bodies covered in the lime, mm-hmm. they're doing, like, the story about it and, mm-hmm. the, like, general... The- person in charge of the sergeant or whatever he's like talking about it and then he'll like smile for the camera yeah he's like and oh he's, like, yeah we did yeah they <sighs> rounded him up as political prisoners <laughs> and like when they talk about duality of man i'm like mm. that's
2: the duality of man like, <laughs> he doesn't feel like he's talking about people and then he's like yeah
3: a camera
1: and
2: mm. i'm standing here next to so a line pit full of bodies can you
3: still see them as people if you're trained to so uh, i think you have to disassociate mm. and you don't see him as people anymore like mm. when the one guy has the soldier right next to him that's dead mm. and Saying, like, this is his party. Yep. Um, You don't
2: see him as people anymore. In Prince Harry's memoir of spare he's talking about when he was in the military and like um he was like a pilot and saw some, and he's like it's just targets and it's just like a red warmth dot on a yeah. map and then yep. you just confirm there's no kids or civilians and then you're like okay and then you're like
3: okay target like yes it, and- he even says like inside i'm not gonna say the word but inside every slur is an american like waiting mm-hmm. to Wait come to them out, out yeah and like that's what they generally like teach them to believe they're doing is like freeing these people of communist oppression and yeah they, like, and you hear them, them. say it and you're like this, like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard i know like, but i mean I and like they're not american they're vietnamese so people much. yeah yeah and
1: then but they're they're also, they're also no but are like waiting to have our values put yes on
3: them yes. it's like this american imperialization mm-hmm. issue that mm-hmm. i i think yeah I'm trying to
1: convince them that the, the way we operate our society as the way to ha- achieve success. Yeah. And they need to get with the program. Get
3: mm-hmm. with the program. Let your inner American come out. Um, one of the guys the Marine says that the body sitting next to him, guest of honor, it's his party. And he says a specific thing. He's like you better like take this in because you're gonna miss not having anyone around worth shooting when you go back to the States. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like talking to Eric about it being like, I think they actually were in some ways respected the Viet Cong as like fighters and like a military. Yeah,
2: like they're a formidable enemy. Yeah, like, this
3: is someone worth using Mm -hmm. what I've learned to kill. Like, this Mm -hmm. is someone worth my... Have you ever watched Ken
1: Burns' Vietnam War series? I Mm -hmm. watched it right before I did a Vietnam War film
2: class. It's really good. It is really good.
1: So... I think it's just called the Vietnam War. Yeah, and I think we confirmed. have it. like the very first episode. There's a guy who I mean, like these are kids, you Children, know? Yeah. yeah, I mean they they're ad- they're technically adults, but they're kids, you know. And he said this reasonable dude being interviewed like less than a decade ago mm-hmm. is like the Viet Cong. I was so scared, and that made me so angry.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like that, the last scene where or the last scene before cowboy gets killed or whatever mm-hmm. and they have they're trying to figure out whether or not to mount talk about being out of communication with people and not having modern technology having to like try to call on a radio and see whether or not you can oh get my a gosh to yeah. and he's like we have two dudes out there but like i've seen this happen before and like mm-hmm. it's so obvious that he's trying to protect other people but he is so massively fearful mm-hmm. and like he's so massively fearful to have the responsibility on mm-hmm. him oh yeah yeah because be when to- he
2: hangs up and he's like I'm the platoon leader now like he's like oh no he's like
1: okay listen up
3: and then there are insane people who are like we need to go and get that's what I'm saying Animal Mother yeah embodies I feel like the marine mentality to me of Mm -hmm. like shoot kill destroy I don't know whatever yeah And he's so willing to, like, go out there and, like, recover these bodies and, like, take charge of the Mm -hmm. situations in a way that I didn't see, like, other people doing it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it makes me question, like, a few good men, like, these are the people keeping us safe and we realize that there's something off and crazy about Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) <laughs> like, and but, then I just go back to like Ant War Hell. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and then,
2: but someone like Cowboy is not going to like take the lead and yeah. like, keep us safe and, or as much as Animal Mother would. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. That's me, I feel. And like. I think that Ken Burns documentary, I think they like, they read someone's letter or they maybe they interviewed someone, but he was saying if I was Vietnamese, I'd be on the Viet Cong side. Yeah. Like, because I'd be protecting my. country country, right like
3: i talked to eric about this movie for a long time because eric's like a war history buff mm -hmm. and he was talking about how like this is truly a war of attrition and like guerrilla warfare Mm -hmm. and people there are like fighting for their country and like mm -hmm. they originally started this war because of imperialism Mm -hmm. and colonialization and then america comes over Mm -hmm. to try and do it again and like the anger that the Mm -hmm. vietnamese people felt fueled i mean he said like these were farmers Yeah. Yeah. Like taking combat stances. Mm Yeah, and it's it's totally a,
1: a sad miscalculation, misunderstanding, misreading of, I mean, it's easy to say that now and the future, but to be so
3: fearful of communism. That's what Eric kept telling me. He was like, That's like communism, communism doesn't work. Marxism doesn't blah, blah, blah. And like, just like dogging and like being like, they had to fight again. We had to stop the spread. It doesn't work. And I was like, Eric, if it doesn't work, why did we spend so much money and so many laws? lives trying to uproot it because if it doesn't work it's going to fail and he's like i can't talk to (laughs) you because it's not because ultimately
1: he's not wrong it doesn't work the way it's Mm. been but the way it's been implemented is not true marxism right and it's not not a problem because stalin and the early russians were imperialists yeah they were trying to fight expansive wars yes
3: i feel like the historical setting of marxism is also important where it's like industrialized brussels and like prussia and all the other places it's been implemented other than like russia or like agrarian communities but russia was largely agrarian too it was until until it industrialized and that's what i'm saying is like Because of war. Talking about the means of production and, like, the proletariat losing their chains. It's like talking about industrialization, and then it goes to a bunch of farmers, and it's like, okay, how do we implement it in our society? So that's why, that's why, even though... I'm sorry, that's been, like, historically colonialized and exploited where Brussels necessarily hasn't
1: right that was mine because mm-hmm. russia was largely agrarian too so basically yeah. the idea was that they would spread <coughs> large scale capitalist inspired industrialization mm-hmm. of all of yeah. these places cuz that's what they tried to do mm-hmm. they're basically like we're going to best the capitalists we're going to speed this up so that we can put into place what marx predicted yeah but we're going to make it happen he said it would happen on its own but we're not waiting for that that's what mm-hmm. stalin
3: i mean he wrote that book about marxism like yeah. talking about his grand plan and mm-hmm. failed to mention that he was going to starve people out but it's crazy John Wayne impersonations throughout the movie those bother me a lot Oh, I oh, love. Well, right, I love. Really? doing
2: John Wayne impersonation. But he doesn't sound oh, anything wow. like John Wayne. No, not at all. I, I love a bad like, impersonation. Like, <laughs> and oh. I love just going like, "I'm John Wayne." <laughs> like just talk real me, slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the. That's why it's good because it's like you know it's John Wayne, but you're like it's not a good, a good John, John yeah. Wayne
3: impersonation. The Rafter Man. Mm-hmm. He gets in the. Sh- officially and starts taking pictures and you notice he's shaking the entire time as he's, like, taking this mm-hmm. picture as it's happening. But then at the end... Yeah. Ruthless, man. Yeah. A red killer. And he's, like, so excited about it, too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I saved he's, like, Joker's swaying. yeah Yeah. Animal Mother's Helmet. I Am Become Death. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. with that one. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, great. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. The part with the lbj quotes where they're doing like the film crew and the mm. war and like they have the guys leading the camera and mm. everyone looks so miserable until you get to like the squad we know and he starts quoting john wayne and like they just and it's a
2: game there's a part where they're interviewing one of them and he's like it's like it's like a war out there <laughs> and my review on letterboxd i put like extremely harry styles voice and i'm just like it's like a war but like one of them basically says that he's
3: like it's, it's like <laughs> a war oh, okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I did love the interviews they do because it talks about, I feel like, so much, like, the political aspect of it. Like, why are we over here doing an Asian boy's job and mm. I'm not going to send American men or just That's things LBJ, like the, yeah. the LBJ yeah. quote. And mm-hmm. then 8-Ball, is that what his name is? Mm-hmm. When he's talking about, we're over here and they don't even like us. And we're, like, dying for these people that mm-hmm. laugh, you know? And it was just, it talked about, like, the issues with within South Vietnam. Mm-hmm fighting to protect a country that doesn't respect you that you don't like or respect. It's just yeah. interesting. Also, I mean, I know it's
2: written by, like, Michael Herr. Kubrick's British, mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. he's not even an American making yeah. a movie about Americans.
1: He's worked... He worked in America. He yeah. worked with a lot of Americans.
2: Yeah. But uh, I don't think, know, I think it's interesting that he's like, I'm gonna... But
1: it is funny that he's yeah. British, I have no idea. Yeah. But, I mean, war is a universal. British people, they
3: made imperialism...
2: But I think he probably has a different perspective. Oh, yeah. On for sure. what yeah. For sure. What we went and did and everything.
3: I have a, like, cinematic question. Mm-hmm. When they go into the building that the sniper's in, mm-hmm. you see pocket fires all around it. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, in the world of physics possible? Like, does it not just start burning and collapse as a whole? Or, like, will the pocket fires sustain themselves?
2: Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. it depends
3: on what's fueling the fire. It was just, like, building, right? I don't know. I don't know. Is there organic
1: Wait, like material? there Are there? Dead people there, oh, right? Maybe.
2: Because the buildings look like they're like concrete, so I yeah. don't think that's gonna yeah. catch on fire. So yeah, maybe there's. But I don't know what other some trash in the corner, yeah, or, yeah or, and that's that burning. Sense. Maybe there's like a bunch but
3: you like see like very well placed mm -hmm. just pockets of fire and i like seeing it i was like how did they what is this in the movie yeah and then my last like ending thought is when they're singing mickey mouse like Mm -hmm. dropping Mm -hmm. through vietnam Mm -hmm. i was like is this eric said it was a really popular marine song and i was like are you sure it's not like commentary on american capitalism and like imperialism within (laughs) because disney is the perfect example of like of that yes
1: you can both be right
3: I feel like
2: isn't isn't there like some sort of saying where you're like, oh, this is just some Mickey Mickey Mouse or whatever my tattles, but, yeah, that? but yeah or yeah like Mickey Mouse is a symbol of America yeah like yeah
3: so my <laughs> review of the movie for mm-hmm. to quote Meredith's dad is the only good war movie is an anti-war movie yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. very belligerently told my sister that
1: one time when she was like trying to convince him to watch Band of Brothers which I'm not it's not to say Band of Brothers is not good but
2: that's funny because Band of Brothers is like one of my recommendations oh that's funny yeah. Band of Brothers starts at like basic training yeah and you follow them all all the way through getting to Hitler's like castle. And I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of the military, but I love Band of Brothers so much. I think the Battle of the Bulge episodes Mm -hmm. are like some of the best. But also, I will say, I would I would buy a box set if someone cut out them interviewing all the actual people, oh seeing God. all the old men. Like it makes me sad. So it's like I just want the fictionalized t- t- character actor.
3: you know the, the part where they're like shaving the women's heads? Mm-hmm. That part impacted me so much mm-hmm. seeing it. I like you yeah. know how history is kind of like mm-hmm. edited. I never knew that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow.
2: It's like women who. It's like French women who slept Something. with Nazis yeah. during the occupation.
1: Yeah. There's nothing, I mean, there's a reason that Samson lost his power with no hair. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, love Band of Brothers. Does anybody else have any other comments? About Full Metal Jacket. One question is: I feel like this is just, I guess, rhetorical. But I do not understand the magic that is Stanley Kubrick—that he can get performances the way that he does from people that you don't always
2: are not good actors. Yes, like Matthew Modine.
1: I think Ryan O'Neal and Barry Lyndon. Yeah. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio was great, Mm -hmm. but like, I was just like, how can you get the spectrum of this performance from what? Like, you would need a a good director, a good (laughs) special person directing, or like, you know, like Jack Nicholson in the shot. Like, you need somebody Mm -hmm. to bring that out of mm-hmm. great and not so great people so I was reading that the bathroom scene where they're just like mopping took like 63 takes he was a perfectionist yeah yeah Evidently Stanley Cooper took a really long time mm.
2: okay I would recommend Platoon mm, yeah. um Oliver Stone Charlie Sheen Willem Dafoe good good Vietnam movie Apocalypse Now mm-hmm. that was one of mine yeah the version that does not have the French people, yeah, oh. yeah, there's like multiple versions, and one of them is like thirty minutes longer and has them just like hanging out with French people.
3: um, the deer hunter, yeah, that was my other recommendation. Mm-hmm.
2: A more recent one, De five Bloods by Spike Lee. yeah, um Vietnam vets go back to Vietnam to find to bury their friend, but then also they buried some like gold in the jungle and they're trying to get it back and it does a really interesting thing instead of during the flashbacks like de-aging them or getting younger actors yeah. they're still using the old actors in oh, the flashback cool. yeah. and then Chadwick Boseman's character died in Vietnam so, so he's there, so, there alongside them and he's young but they're, they're old and it young. And when it's present day, it's in a long letterboxed format. And when it goes, the screen becomes smaller to be old-timey. But, I it, yeah, they don't de-age them. They don't get younger
1: actors. It's, I think that's great.
2: Yeah. And then Casualties of War, Brian De Palma. It's it's his mm-hmm. version of, like, the My Lie Massacre. Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I think Sean Penn, they get, like, military court tribunal type thing at the end. Mm. Very, very harrowing. I think it's kind of hard to see. I had to enter a library loan it through Harris County. Yeah, those are my recommendations. I love Vietnam movies. Probably my favorite war to watch on, in film. Well, that's good
1: because there aren't very yeah. many wars you can watch in yeah. film. And then I love um, Band
2: of Brothers. is really, yeah. really good. Yeah. If you want, like, the basic to end of war
3: stuff so. emily did you have other recommendations Do you have a rating rating 4.5 mm. one of my favorite movies how many stars did you oh, Five stars it's five stars it's, it's a five star yeah the only parts that i would like critique or change are just some of the like more silly parts mm. which it's totally fine i like them in mm. the movie but to be like a five mm. that's what i would change
1: because
3: mm. it's such a serious movie mm. or a serious topic i don't know I mean, I think it's a satire of
1: I can't imagine the, the war. <laughs> like it's not. I, a, yeah. I mean, there's still I can't imagine that they're not people trying to give themselves levity and even the worst of circumstances. Oh,
3: absolutely, you're right.
1: You know, I, I would give it I would give it four or even five stars, but I can't watch this movie a lot. Mm. it's so it's so uncomfortable to me i guess i just feel so like the um and i can only think about i don't know like the survival sex work of all the women that you see in mm. and, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and like all That's of the, the only the,
2: time you see
1: women yeah yeah, yeah. and I, occasionally you see them on like a motorbike zooming past or whatever when they're in the city at the beginning right. but No. I don't know, just like the broken people who came back and like the amount of addiction that came back with those men because there were so many men who came back just addicted to opiates Mm -hmm. and and the military kind of, I think, turned a blind eye for all of those men while they were there because it helped them cope. Mm -hmm with traumatic situations while they were there.
2: American Gangster with Denzel, mm. they use soldiers' coffins and yeah. they
1: fill them with opium. That's or like, whatever, le- legit. So my recommendations are Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. but also Good Morning Vietnam. Has anyone oh, yeah. seen Good Morning I Vietnam? Like it. Really? Yeah. I just like the music and mm. the radio bits. Yeah, mm. I think that's all you need. Yeah, but there's too much of the other stuff.
2: Mm. I don't know. I didn't like it. I was disappointed by it after hearing about it for so long.
1: So that's it for me. Okay. Hi. Anything else? Nope. nope. No. That's it for this episode of Watch Out. Follow Helen Hall Library on all the things. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Find more movie reviews, personalized recommendations, past and current episodes of this podcast, and more on Henry's Block.
0: May God bless our country and all who defend her. Thank you, and God bless America. Good night, and may God bless the United States of America. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless this country we love. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.
2: I'm like ruining my own happiness by being such a cynic. I'm too busy holding my wife hostage in a dungeon somewhere to...
1: I feel bad all the time.
0: It is a crisis of confidence.
3: Yeah,
1: kids these days.
3: like, who's
0: this we? Mm.
1: Maybe I do. Yeah. Who's this corporate we, man?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he also says, I will gouge out your eyes and skull Mm -hmm. F you. And I'm like, that's similar to what Nixon said. Or (laughs) Nixon. (laughs) I'm sure Nixon said said that.
0: that, Yeah, right. Too many of us now tend to worship self-indulgence and consumption. Human identity is no longer defined by what one does. But Bob What, what? One Oh, one we other find. note.
1: Yes. All passion, no street smarts. I feel like that is going to be my memoir. Who, but I don't like the robots. Who <laughs> is designing and fueling the robots? Whose passion is to pick up Who trash? has
3: stock in the robots? That's what I wanna know. That's what I'm worried. This is what I'm talking I'm like, I'm like you're We're supposed to be the positive one, man. No,
1: I know, but like, party. I'm supposed to support my robots. I support your robots, but I Is worry about the
2: idea? robot revolution. Well, no, like, in the 70s, that was a big thing that, like, one day the future will be so like, automated. Like, we, so, we will be so
1: culturally, we'll get at a point that we will be so affluent that we will not have to worry about, you know, poverty or, like, this kind mm-hmm. of, like, grinding
3: they cycle. They did not account for inflation. Oh, that a global dream. Does right.
2: anyone want to fix America? from the top down.
0: (laughs)